0: Welcome to the Bounce Back exclusively on the WDKX Podcast Network with your host, Adam McFadden. You are now tuned in to the second episode of The Bounce Back with me, Adam McFadden. And today, we have a special guest on the line, my oldest daughter, Rainy. Rainy, introduce yourself to the people, please.
1: Hi, I'm Rainy. I'm a Rochester native. I'm now residing in Houston, Texas. I am a cybersecurity manager as well as a real estate
0: mogul. Okay. Okay. My young mogul, my oldest daughter. And today I wanted to uh, have this conversation to be transparent with the community to talk about, you know, this whole episode of The Bounce Back is really about testimony because there's really um, no way to have a testimony without a test. And so um, what we've been through as a family, um, you know, have, has played out for three years on the news. And I just wanted to capture your thoughts of how. You know you were able to manage and handle what was going on so first of all when uh i initially had to call you and tell you uh that i was being charged with a crime uh how did it make you feel
1: i was very emotional um i had to take some time to process It felt like a surreal experience. I couldn't believe this is happening to me. This is happening to my family. This is happening to people I know. Like I am personally being impacted by something like this that we see on TV all the time. So it was pretty overwhelming, honestly. Um, I felt angry. I felt disappointed. I felt in shock. Um, I definitely had to process um i took some time to think about it and as i normally do i came back with questions um and i was just thinking about how it's going to impact me and my family how it's going to impact my sisters how it's going to impact our future how it's going to impact you i was worried about you as well
0: yeah
1: it was a lot to take
0: in yeah i know i know And, and even thinking about it now um You know, I get emotional thinking about the fact that I had to put you guys through that. And for the listeners that don't know, um, you have two other sisters, um, you being the oldest. um, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys for not throwing me away because I felt like I should have been thrown away. You know, because there was just that much guilt uh, that I was carrying at that time because I never wanted to put my family through through that.
1: Yeah, I think another thing I didn't mention there was a lot of shame. Yeah. This was all happening very quickly and very publicly. It was like breaking news. Yes. And I think what made it a little better for me was that i wasn't living in rochester had i been there i think it would have had a more profound impact on me because i couldn't escape it i would see it on the news all the time but for me i was able to kind of uh, filter through what i consumed from the news but i did have people contacting me and like you know what's going on what's this and having to explain that to people or give people answers for things I didn't really have much answers for was a bit unnerving.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand that because even I for me,
1: I ashamed. Yeah,
0: even for me, I, I think uh, because I lived a very public life before this uh, and my stature in the community there was no, you know, place to hide from it. I had to carry it. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was a very difficult thing because, you know, being in the room with people and hearing the whispers and watching the stairs and to be honest with you, looking back on it now, there's some things I appreciate about going through it because I think as a family it made us tighter I think it yeah. it, it caused me to pivot and how I uh, you know, related to you guys, how I raised you guys, how I communicated with you because it it forced me to be more honest and open with you guys Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did navigating through that help you to be a better dad? I think, one, I wanted, one, to take accountability so that I could be on the road of forgiveness. And, 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 And that road is two parts of that. One, being forgiven by God and then forgiving myself so that I could show you guys that even if you make a mistake, you can come back from the mistake. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I can I can give you lip service all day, but I think you guys um, have got to see, you know, the process uh, from me, you know, just communicating with you myself in terms of going through counseling and, you know, just being able to say I love you and thank you for loving me through this. I Mm -hmm. think, you know, that uh, caused us to really look at ourselves and I appreciate You know, the relationship we have today. So, you know, in in every test or in every lesson, there's a blessing. And sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to come back up. And that process of coming back up, it may look ugly to other folks. But for me, it was very beautiful. Because I got to learn myself and I got to face my own demons, which I never truly wanted to admit i had any and so uh you know being able to 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 survive that and go through that um i think that it you know i hope as a father that it it showed you um one that i'm resilient but two it's okay to mess up Mm -hmm. because you can come back
1: yeah, something else that came to my mind that I remember feeling as my kind of shared the same sentiment was, "Where are your friends now? Where is um, political influence? Where is everybody who supported you and loved you before? Like all you have
0: is us now." Um, well, you know, the horsemen have, have not abandoned your dad. My personal friends uh, did not abandon me. Uh, many of my political friends, uh, which I was never under. Any, um, I guess, misguided belief that they were really my friends. Mm -hmm. So when they stepped away or ran or hid or, you know, stopped talking to me, um, I didn't feel a way about that because I always knew it was phony in the first place. For
1: us, we didn't, though, because it's like, okay, you missed a bit for us to go support these people. Where are these people now?
0: Well, not all of them, not all of them ran. I'll say that a lot did but not all of them and it's interesting now being back and reconnecting with folks um you know I've had a couple people ask you know why haven't you reached out (laughs) and my response has been why didn't you reach out three years ago to even check on me Mm. so I'm not under any false pretenses about who's what in my life and, and so putting God first And you guys second And those people who who Truly love me, you know, third You know, I'm, I I Understand what it is
1: Yeah, but I think too Just from our perspective of not We're not in politics So it's hard for us to see that um, Delineation between You know, this is work Or this is for politics Versus like these are your girlfriends Um Being from a child perspective is how I'm.
0: Oh, trust me, you know how your younger sister feels. So,
1: (laughs) yes, 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 yes. Um, She was ready to fight, folks. um, very public lack of um, showing up for you. Yes, but I think it was also um, it helped me to better understand like who's really there for me and who's really there for my family. I think about John and Jackie and just how they were always very present, like and very forgiving giving and very like we don't care what happens we're a family still that's right to think about the horsemen and think about other family members and your close friends who reached out um it just reminded me that you know you don't have to have a lot of friends as long as you have a handful of really good and genuine friends you'll be fine
0: oh absolutely and i you know for me I, i i spend my my time now uh you know not worrying about the politics of things, but I spend my time worrying about the health of people because I even look at what's going on in our city now and I'm, I'm disappointed by the lack of voice towards the violence that's happening with young people. Now, there's some people who've been consistent in that fight and I'm not talking about them, but we clearly have some people in leadership that just disappoint, not just me, but I'm sure this entire community. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I miss about um, being uh, that voice was that you know that I would have showed up for folks when called upon. I've always showed up, but you know now we're on to other things. And um,
1: I mean, so I guess that leaves space for the question of. Do you think you would show up again in the future? Is there something you think you may
0: pivot? God would have to guide that. That's how I'm living my life now. So, and I haven't heard that word from God. So (laughs) that's not to say that that's not going to happen. But where I stand today, I kind of have a sense of where I'm supposed to be. And I'm in that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just walking in those blessings right now because it is truly a blessing to to be seen and not viewed if you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. we've lost people in this process you know I think about Uncle Big Sean I think about John and Jackie those people are no longer with us Mm -hmm. and so I'm still here and I ain't going anywhere and when called upon I'll show up but only if called
1: by God (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, in terms of elected body, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> no, but people have called me and asked me to do some things under the radar, and I've done them. And I've, you know, I've, I've spent a, a, a lot of time in the last year helping um, inmates um, with their rights and, and CARES Act and First Step Act and helping people come home to their families. And, uh, you know.
1: Yes, we had our very own jailhouse lawyer. Here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was your law clerk. <laughs>
0: yes. I appreciate that, too.
1: <laughs> you also, can't take
0: the fighter out the fight. But, yes.
1: I think, too, it was an uh, eye opening experience for me with you being in prison, just opening my eyes to just the other, like, things that other people were in prison for and like the the help and aid that they needed that they didn't have the resources to get or know how to get. You know, I would always teach you, you always want to be the voice of the people. But it's like, yo, some people really are voiceless or they don't know that this is out there that they can access this or they don't have anyone um, advocating on their behalf. So that was eye-opening too. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, no, I do not want to help. But then the other part Part of me, which has been instilled in me from my parents forever, is just the commitment to service. It's like, you know what, it doesn't take much for me to just send this email. Yeah. It doesn't take much for me for five minutes to look something up and get back. Mm. So, um, you know, just you keeping me committed to helping people in any way, shape, or form is also like one of my guiding posts on how I live my life. and. I appreciate you for that, because even though when you feel like people haven't helped you or people weren't there, you still help people. You don't expect anything in return. And I think that's a very noble
0: yeah. gesture. When God has has given you gifts, you know, you have a duty to use those gifts to help help others. That's just what I believe. And I think sometimes, you know, there was a there was a time during this process. I think that I felt like God stopped listening to me because I disappointed him but that was just in my head but i really felt that way you know that i had used my gifts in a in a bad way and i can say that he reinstated me but when he you know showed me some things that i needed to see about myself and i had to face that like i said i had to steer down my own demons yeah and a lot of people Publicly. you know yeah a lot of people ain't built <laughs> To do that it is not an easy thing and when you when you get locked up and half of the population there can't read
1: mm.
0: and or don't they, know how to work
1: a laptop yeah or, the or, internet, they f- or they're
0: physically yeah. tough but mentally unstable or don't how or, or don't have the skills to articulate in writing or verbally, things that they need to happen on their behalf so that they can be safe and come home to their families. I mean, it's, it's a, a you know, really messed up situation for some folks. And so I think in this community, we think we lock people up and they never come home. These people come home. And when they come home, they need love and support, but they also need skills, they need understanding, Many of them need counseling because of PTSD. It is not an easy thing just because we lock folks up.
1: How have you been dealing with reacclimating? I know you weren't <laughs> going
0: <never. laughs> to. <The>, you <laughs> know what? You to I, I, had to, I had to get a, a counseling session with my therapist because I went to Costco And it was a really busy day in Costco. And I had folks cutting me off, jumping in front of me, stopping in the middle of the aisle and coming out of a prison environment. Those things could get you beat up. (laughs) And I found myself having anxiety. I'm not going to lie, because I was like, these people don't understand. They would get hurt. (laughs) I just came from doing this nonsense. And I actually had to just leave. I left. I didn't even stay to get what I went there for, because I the, the feeling that I had at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I, I just realized that, you know, being away had a, 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 an impact on me, even though it was a short period. Yeah. Because the one thing I can say about being in that environment, people do take care of each other. They do protect each other. But there are rules of respect that cannot be, you know, the boundaries cannot be crossed. And, uh, you know, just watching people cut me off and stuff, I just felt <laughs> like I had to get out of there. Now, I've been back to Costco since. But in that moment, it was tough for me. That was the first time I think I realized that I had some issues.
1: OK, I'm glad you sought therapy for that.
0: Oh, yeah, I believe in therapy absolutely I, I i think without and i'm going to give my therapist a shout out shout out matter of no, fact no, you're I'll,
1: not supposed to do that i think that's like hipaa you know i'm
0: not to mean, gonna say her, her name. name i'm just saying i'm giving her a shout out okay and i think i'm gonna have a therapist come on the show so that we can promote wellness
1: that would be good I definitely had a lot of therapy sessions With my therapist about you being in prison And how that made me feel And she definitely helped me sort through Some of those emotions So shout out to therapy You definitely I, should I, seek someone to speak to Who I, know people it was, I, like, it was good to have someone who didn't know Anyone I was talking about
0: Yeah and, I, and the, you know the funny thing I, I, I want to ask this How did you adjust to me not being So heavy handed anymore
1: so that was it was um well I think the thing that just is most striking for me is the phone number change. I'm like oh my god like why is it his phone number the same anymore? I can't call him like I'm just so used to that number and calling you. Um,
0: I'm loving the phone number change because sure too many people are, had access to like, me.
1: <laughs> I yeah it cuts access but I have that number like see in my brain so I'm like oh let me just call but now I have to go to my contacts and find. You. So so um, that in itself was different. And just just knowing that you weren't accessible as you typically are. Like, you know, we talk. Well, I'm not I'm,
0: I'm, I'm actually talking about I think that I in what I think I'm not the disciplinarian that I was.
1: I mean, come on,
0: I'm 32 now. I know, I know but I, I <laughs> mean, you complain about how I handle your younger sisters.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you, you become, uh, I don't know what you want me to say on this podcast, but you become soft.
0: Wow
1: This is not the same parenting that I grew up with Like this gentle parenting that you do now Is
0: (laughs) Now I'm soft
1: Different than what I'm used
0: to Like No I think I just I think I've just grown actually
1: I think you have grown And I think that's good But I, I I didn't get that evolved I didn't get that involved
0: Well you were like me The oldest So I know what that means So Yeah I'm like Mm -hmm. an
1: experiment Like But It worked though Y'all saw that It it worked worked." Why not keep With the same recipe
0: Because (laughs) I think In some other ways That I was too hard on you
1: Okay That's fair
0: I I think You know Especially when it came to Like dating and stuff I was too Uh hard too hard yeah
1: but i also had to live my life very publicly like knowing that everything i would do would have like a spotlight on me just because of who my dad is so yeah well. um and that and you didn't you're right you didn't make it any easier <laughs> you didn't make it any better <laughs> um so i just up and moved
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow
1: <laughs> no that's not it that's not why I now you
0: got people but, thinking i chased you out of rochester
1: no, that's not why I moved at all. But I mean, I think too when it came to being more like, and I don't think my parents were strict. I I, I had the young kind of cooler parents who were more of a like, we'll give you enough freedom to if you max it out, that's on you. Do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think just you don't max it do. out because
0: then it's, <laughs> it's be exactly once you max pay. it out,
1: it's over. <laughs> so I knew that. Yeah. And I was smart enough not to max things out so that worked for me and that was a solid parent and that worked for me but seeing you as this more evolved parent who is more into like my, my sisters are I feel a bit more emotional than me mm-hmm. um, but like uh, taking heed to the fact that they're emotional and meeting them where they're at yeah. like I didn't I didn't get that yeah, <laughs> it I was know. more like alright tough enough like come on you need to continue to achieve
0: and let me give a shout out to your mother too because I think in my absence, she did a great job of yeah. holding the fort down. I want to make sure I acknowledge Robin for that because although we're not together, I appreciate the fact that she stepped up in that way.
1: Yeah, I think she was a bit more, we were kind of like, okay, he's going to jail for how long? Uh, we'll be alright. But <laughs> I think from a parenting perspective, I think she was more like, you know, like, I have to take this on, I have to do this parenting thing, and You know, this is more responsibility for me now, and I don't think you all understand the gravity of this. We're like, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) Um, So I think it was all too, it was like um, community. Like, we all kind of stepped in. Like, I stepped in to help my sisters a bit more financially, um, just to be there for them a bit more and provide more. You
0: are a dope big sister. I wish I had you as a big sister. It sucked (laughs) being a big brother.
1: Yeah, and I, I really like being a mixed sister. I appreciate, like, being able to instill different things into my sisters and being that light bulb click in their head for them. It's just like, wow, this is great. Um, so I try to spend as much time with them as I can and talk to them and teach them things. That i wish i didn't have a big sister so nobody told me these things some of these things i had to find out on my yeah, own. you just had precious like, yeah we were kind of like the <laughs> tag team age. yeah
0: yeah so team, you know yeah. we
1: kind of were learning stuff together too um wasn't until i joined the sorority that i felt like i had big sisters who were kind of like this is like how you navigate guiding me through
0: yeah will not you shout out your sorority life. since you're
1: yeah <laughs> Uh, shout out to Delta Sigma Theta, who already incorporated.
0: Yes, um, and j- yeah. and just for all the deltas out there, there's a sigma in the heart of every delta. Oh,
1: here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wanted to throw that in there, but yes, you have been a a proud supporter of D S T for a very long time. We love you. Um. So yeah, that was when I felt I got real big sisters who kind of helped me accountable and. Made sure I knew how to navigate certain things, but that wasn't until college. So um, I think in your absence, us having to kind of bond together closer and be there as a family was very important. And it wasn't just like be there, like, oh, let me send my little sister some money because she begging again and is in college and acting like a broke college kid but it was more like hey let me make sure i'm checking in on her let yes. me make sure her mental I'm health right? yeah her mental health let me make sure my other sister is feeling good about work or that her grades are going well so it was more mindful family ties at that time because it was like you know what um like adam has really been present in there and steadfast for all of us for all this time um so we may be feeling like there's a gap so let's make sure we're loving on each other a little more now
0: yeah well i will say this if you had any advice to give to uh any young person that's listening out there that has a, a parent that's incarcerated what would you tell them
1: i would tell them that your parent being incarcerated is not a reflection of you That's not your story. That's just something that you've gone through to make you who you are. We can't pick and choose who our family is or what things have happened to us or in our past or that have made us who we are today, but I think we all can just learn from that and build strength on that. Like, There's a lot of people who are incarcerated for things that some people have done and some people haven't done but it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean you come from a bad family or that you're in a lower class than anybody else. Um, I sit across from executives all day at work and just because I had a dad who was in prison, that doesn't make me any less smart or any less um, equipped or meaning that I shouldn't be in these rooms that I'm in. So I think that Be proud of where you come from. Like everyone, like we said at the top of the hour, everyone has a testimony and everyone has to go through a test That's right. in order to have that testimony. So that's a part of your testimony and you are beautifully and wonderfully made. So embrace that. And be supportive. You only get one family. You cannot choose who your family is, but at the end of the day, those are the people who choose to love you unconditionally, no matter what. So embrace them.
0: Yes. So... Thank you, Rainy, for joining me on this second episode of the Bounce Back. It's my pleasure to have you. You are, you know, one of my brightest stars, and I just l- love the fact that you're able to come on here and, and express yourself freely because I think it would help people to hear, you know, what these things do to families and how you can, yeah. you know, survive it.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure being on the show today. And I hope to be on again in the future.
0: Yeah. You know, I would like to do all three of you guys on the show. That would be entertaining.
1: (laughs) Very. (laughs) They they might want us to have a reality TV show after that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, babe. I love you. And uh, I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to The Bounce Back with Adam McFadden. You can hear more podcasts on the WDKX Podcast Network by downloading the WDKX mobile app or online at WDKX.com. The WDKX Podcast Network.